Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 34, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada. I'm joined by Mil Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Hi, Mil. Good to see you. Hi, Greg. Nice to be with you. So week 34 is in the books, uh, saw some uh, positive improvement from both railways as well as some potentially some encouraging signs going forward. What can you tell us about the week 34 report? Well, after a uh, small step back, if you will, in week 33 for both railways on an order fulfillment basis, we saw some improvement for sure in week 34. Um, CN came in at 84%, which remarkably was the best single week performance that we've seen from CN since week five, way back in September of 2020. Um, just about their high water mark for the year, actually, which is pretty interesting to see that come in, in, in March. Some encouraging signs from CN, uh, car spotting performance, which I'll talk about a little bit uh, later, and a big reduction in their carryover orders. You know, they've been averaging a thousand plus week, week in, week out, and they got that number down to just over 300 in week 34. So that's that's a very good sign, I think. CP uh, bounced back after a, a little bit of a, a decline in week 33, came in at 92%. Notable because uh, they've managed to now hit the 90% threshold in three of the last four weeks, which is encouraging because they have not done that since the month of August. Um, when they started out the grain year with a four-week run of 90% performance or better. And also on the carryover front, uh, they managed to come in with their lowest carryover of unfilled orders since August. So actually quite encouraging for both railways. On the car spotting front, just to add a little bit of color to that, the two railways combined uh, managed to spot almost 9,200 cars in the country in week 34 which is the best number that we've seen in over three months. And they've actually been over 9,000 cars now for three weeks in a row. So we're starting to see some consistency a little bit with respect to car spotting capacity, and that's good. You know, if you break that number down, CN has managed to hit 4,000 plus cars in three of the last four weeks, first time since January. And CP just missed by a hair, but for all intents and purposes, managed to get 5,000 cars spotted in each of the last three weeks. Also a very good sign. Yeah, a lot of positive positive news there. Provinces, uh, obviously, with these numbers, fared pretty well. Uh, some, you know, Manitoba seemed to do particularly well, but uh, anything notable in the provincial performance, Milt? Well, it you know, it rose. <laughs> if you want to say that a rising tide lifts all boats, that's kind of what we saw. Um, generally speaking, I think with only one exception, uh, performance for both railways improved from week 33 to week 34. Um, only in Alberta for CP did we see lower performance in week uh, 34 than we saw in week 33. There's still a little bit of inconsistency, though, having said that. Um, you know, CN still had a fairly widespread top to bottom uh, from a performance perspective. Their worst was in Alberta, 78%, and their best was in Manitoba at 100%. CP a little bit tighter, uh, but still, you know, um, not an insignificant gap. Um, Alberta, which was their worst 
uh, performance of the week at 74% and Saskatchewan um, at 100%. So overall performance is improving, but there's still some inconsistency when you go, you know, across the prairies and across the railways. So looking forward, you touched on a couple of things. Demand, uh, generally we're starting to face a period where demand drops. Obviously with COVID, it definitely was different last year where demand didn't seem to drop as well as some, um, you know, the potential for Thunder Bay uh, potentially being open. I'm not sure if it is yet, but looking forward, uh, how do you see this playing out the next uh, next month or so? Well, you know, there's some questions to be answered. We do know that from what we're seeing, um, albeit with some inconsistency, um, we are seeing improved performance. So the big questions are going to be looking forward. Where is demand going to go? Traditionally, it's right around this time of year that we start to see a you know slow but steady decline towards the end of the grain year. Um, that was not the case last year, as you mentioned. So the question really is, are we going to see something this year that looked like last year, or are we going to see something that looks more like you know what we've seen historically with respect to demand? After um, you know a slight dip in early March, volumes have begun to ramp up again, which you know makes you think, at least in the short term, that maybe history will not repeat itself. Second big question: Thunder Bay. Um, the port is now reopened. Uh, last year was exceptionally strong. Um, question is, are we going to see the same thing this year? We don't have a lot to work on yet to make that determination, but you know the port reopened at roughly the same time as it has in the last three years, right around week 33. Um, But when we look at week 33 and 34, which are now in the books this year, and we compare that to prior years, it looks like, at least initially, um, small sample size, that volumes are starting out looking more like last year than uh, they have in prior years. So that would suggest if it continues that, you know, we may not see that decline in volumes that we'll, we've seen historically at this time here. Um, and then ultimately, you know, the question we ask ourselves every week, will the railways be able to sustain these performance levels? Uh, they haven't shown that uh, throughout the current grain year. We know that demand is returning in other sectors, which is going to complicate, you know, the draw on railway capacity. So it's going to be an interesting test going forward, I think, over the next four to six weeks. Yeah, thanks, Milton. Uh, interesting with Thunder Bay. It'll be interesting to see how that interplay with with potentially with Montreal, particularly as Montreal is still facing this uncertain uh, strike situation that's, that's creating a lot of uh, issues for, for traffic there and whether... We'll see a bit of a, a shift or change. Not sure how much traffic moves from Thunder Bay to to Montreal to the to the terminal there, but um, you know if there's a is a shift away from containers into into bulk vessels, that'll that'll be something to watch going forward. Well, thanks again, Milt, for for joining us for with this week thirty four report. Uh, for those of you who want to view the reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. 